All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach, joining you for the first time in a couple of weeks. Uh, I've had a fair bit going on, have not been watching racing and um, just coming back around to have been checking some results. Um, been pretty flat out in some other things, but uh, we're looking towards pretty jam-packed today on Saturday. I know it is some people don't get around the racing during winter and stuff, but, you know, they're all paying the exact same, the old saying goes, and there's some decent racing, to be honest. Uh, I want to give a little shout-out to Ash. We talk about the horse Prince of Boom a fair bit on the podcast. He has a decent share in it, and the horse just keeps impressing. I've watched the replay. Prince of Boom won the Healy Stakes on the weekend. He gave us a bit of a heads-up a little while ago that it wasn't going to go towards the Stradbroke. It was going to go towards the Group 3 Healy. Uh, it went around a pretty short favourite, but it was carrying some serious weight and had a wide barrier. But Tim Clark is a bit of a genius when he wants to ride these uh, front runners, and he rode the Heathcote winner uh, really well, won by about two and a bit lengths. Uh, it's going off for a bit of a spell, and there's a bit of a chat that it might come for a little hit and run down in Sydney come springtime. So I think it's going to have about four weeks off and then uh, get back into training and come for a little like Sydney venture, which will be pretty exciting. Uh, we've got Rose Hill, Flemington. Sunny coast, etc. All happening this week, so we're going to find some winners, and I need to get my head back into the form. So, boys, welcome in, Tommy. How's it going? Yeah, good day, mate. Um, it yeah, uh, it was a good win. Yeah, Prince of Boom. I think it was a really good day and wrap up a pretty good carnival uh, from Brisbane. I mean, I know we go to the Sunny Coast this week, but um, Robert obviously pulling the right rein to sign to go to that race and. Absolutely, Brandon saw some great scenes with that, and big big rap on the Tatsiara as well. Great to see um, Palasapan get up, and some really good scenes of Kiana interviewing Kyle Wilson Taylor and Muncie yeah. after as well. I thought Very the cool. um, interviews were really great. Kelly was up there, and um, I think some good scenes all around. So uh, just really good day. I, I always like the Tatsiara just because I come from a bit of the breeding side, and like seeing the mares have a Group One and your fillies and. Um, just really good stories as well. Uh, throughout the day, there were a few good ones. So um, definitely keen to see it and um, a few other horses as we, um, all, yeah, we're already planning for spring already. And yeah. um, well, Andy's big announcement in Ascot, uh, we're going an extra week. And I'm, I'm sure that's not the only um, twist to come. I reckon he's probably got something up his sleeve. And Coey, that, that Tiara race, obviously a really cool interview, Kyle Wilson-Taylor, but I also want to give a little shout-out to Kian. Kian started at Sky however long ago. I think I was only there for a very brief time when she was there. She's coming along leaps and bounds. You know when you see these Sky people and we always often think we need new talent, we need younger people? She's killing it, and she's very likable. I think she gets around along... She compliments Joycey as well whenever they're on track. Fantastic. And that interview with Kyle was pretty sick, eh? Oh, it was a great interview, and Tommy and I are working on the day. Uh, he was in the studio. I was out on track, and we almost didn't get the interview out, but we, we managed to yeah. somehow rustle um, Carl to go towards – because uh, Muncie and Kian met each other halfway down the chute, and then um, they didn't move from pretty much just outside the chute, and as soon as Carl dismounted – Said hi to the owners and you know all the congrats and everything else. We sent the pe- people on the ground, the ground to just go, Carl. You need to go find him. Just that way. Follow me. Just that way. And then, sure enough, the in terms of production and everything else, it was 
it was a fairy tale, and you, you knew what it meant for both trainer and jockey being their first group one um, training and riding. So oh, it was just emotional, and it was beautiful to see. And as for Kiana, yeah, she's flying. Um, she's very personable, and you could see that as she just hugged Kyle Wilson Taylor, saying, "You know, like this has been your dream. You've been working so hard, like." Onwards and upwards, essentially, is pretty much how she summed it up. And, yeah, I mean, you never know. He might be looking to make a little uh, Sydney stint in the coming mm. coming years and because he is as competitive as they, as they come and he wants to get better with his craft and everything else. So good on him. Love seeing it. What a storyline. Uh, yeah, I'll be staying tuned. Um. You mentioned just before as well, Tommy, the spring schedule. There's never been a better time to be a jockey in New South Wales, especially metro riding. So the spring schedule's come out and it is, what, 12 weeks, it's over 12 weeks of feature racing. Kicks off on my birthday, which is brilliant, 16th of September. And then goes, yeah, there's bits before that as well and then finishes on with the gong and stuff. So, Coey, that's pretty... um. It's pretty hectic when they come out and just show these, bring out some new ones, up prize money. If you look at this and then you try and compare it with any other carnival, it's pretty mesmerising, eh? Well, it's no better time to be an owner right now or yeah, a trainer true. or a jockey. Like it's it's unbelievable um, just to see what they've done. Like you, you can only go back. It's not that long ago, really. What this will be the sixth running, sixth or seventh running of the Everest, and you almost like look back and go, "What did we do on this day before the Everest even existed?" And then, lo and behold, all these little races have come along and added to added value to the whole carnival. And it's yeah, like the little the barn dance, <laughs> the the barn dance, and the big dance, and the little dance, and the yeah. the the hunter and gong are absolute no brainer. I think they're great little yeah. standalone meetings. And, like, in terms of scheduling, I know that we were very tit-for-tat when it came to horses from New South Wales going to the southern state, so to speak. But you're, you're almost just tempted to stay up now. Like, yeah. I, know, I know that the Cox Plate and the Melbourne Cup and the Caulfield Cup are always going to be, a, you know, a main event, so to speak, down there, and that's never going to change. But I'll tell you what, the trainers will be – licking their lips going, I know we've got a group one f- horse ready for the Southern Carnival, but they're only worth two million, three million. Melbourne Cup's worth seven, but do we just stay up? Because you know what? Like we can just keep running the wave and this King Charles being placed in between uh the Everest and the Cox Plate, oh sorry, the Golden Eagle is almost ingenious in the fact that it'll be a perfect little lead, sorry, lead up run to the Cox plate. So racing New South Wales have absolutely planned this to a T and why not win a 5 million prize prize pool mm. leading into a 2000 meter wait for age, a grade, you know, everyone wants to win the top, you know, the Cox plate. We've spoken to many jockeys and trainers in the past and yeah, it's the one race that they all want to win. And if there's a lead up like any, this King Charles could be the one and moving the George main, which is now the King Charles to a fortnight out from that big wait for age event. Oh, I think it's just, Oh, 5 million Valen- as well. 
five million bickies and like it's a it's a piece of work that Volandis and Volandis only could have pieced together really. Uh, I think it's genius. Yeah, these young jocks too, I just don't know how blessed they are, your apprentices riding in all these big races. But like I said, we're big promoters of New South Wales racing. We like our other racing, but this is our bread and butter. And spring going for over three months is, uh, I actually can't wait, and it's only September. We're pretty much in July now. Uh, coming in a couple of days, something that you guys will be promoting off the, off the Erichter um, is the Cozzy. We um, we got a big group of people throughout the podcast and whatever to try and get involved last year. I can't remember how much we spent, two grand or something all up. But Tommy, what's the, what's the best strategy here? Like, I think last week, last year I sort of, got all the money together and just bought in bulk. Do you reckon we, if anyone's keen, obviously reach out to us because we're going to try and get some, um, get a slot, slot in here. But what's the best way, boys? You're like, is it, is it buying each week? Is it spreading it out? Because how, how long is it on sale for? Is it, it's a good, I don't actually have no idea. What is it, Tommy? I think it's um, the 6th of the night, so it's 6th of September. Uh, so what's that make it like just over About two, two months? months. Yeah. 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 So look, I think you look at people like the guys at the William Farrer and I think you just target one place, pull your money and just buy a heap together because then I think you But do you spread it out, like buy it weekly? No, I don't or? think you spread it out. I think you just target one. I right. honestly reckon you target one because they always just buy a heap from the same. And how many times have they been in the draw? Like, uh, I think they've... Yeah, but are they buying like, like all, their, all their tickets on one day or are they buying it like... You know, every couple of weeks not, or something. Yeah, I'm not too sure, um, but I, I'd target one area because I I think that's yeah you're better off trying to trying to um, target one because how many times you've been in a raffle and you're like one number off yeah, or true. like just off and yeah. like, oh I was gonna buy like more there so I always reckon just buy a big chunk at once and then just let it go but who knows I I don't think there's a tried system in it but. Mate, um, I think we're going to get into it a bit later, but there's a horse, there's a quasi horse we're going to be talking about. But, um, oh, it's just so cool. It's the whole carnival is so cool, but like little things like that. And just, I, I just love looking forward to racing each week. Like, I know we talk about some crap races here and there, but, um, just having something on each week. And even if it's in Sydney or Melbourne, like you, if you're at the pub, it doesn't really matter. We'll, we'll bet on the next at fucking Wellington, won't we? So, it doesn't really matter, but when there's some good racing, you can to see these good horses. And there's a big chance Giga Kick is going for the Everest. Yeah. Going Golden for the Golden Eagle. Yeah. Could pocket what? Squillions. Fifteen million, I think. Yeah, yeah. and all these yeah. all these big syndicators with all this money and this little trainer who who gave up being a jockey to train a few horses that were no good to a stadium that doesn't stand in Australia anymore and um a horse they thought was too small, and this this giga kick could could can come in and brain them and take all the money. I think that's what racing's about is those little stories. And I know we have got the Ramoni next week. We'll talk about take over target and how good the story that is. That's what you want to see. I mean, seeing it has got all the coolmores and that's all right. But I love seeing the battle get up. I'd love to even like I don't there's. From what I know, I haven't seen the proper big story of Takeover Target. If you're listening and you don't know the story behind that, do yourself a favor, Google it, find some clips on it. It is the most amazing story. Um, Giga Kick, I think we spoke a little, probably a month ago, discussing whether it'll make more than uh, Nate Strip. I probably say yes. And 
regarding the cosy, unfortunately, the boys aren't in, aren't allowed to be in it because they are employed at Sky. But uh, if anyone else wants to come along with me, maybe if we win and get a slice, we can buy the boys a meat pie and a couple of beers or something. But um, cosy is a while away, but we are going to do our best to get a ticket. If you were allowed and you won a slot, who would you be picking, uh, Coey? I think the the obvious answer is Opal Ridge, right. the one that it, it, she favorite. is the favourite. Yeah, she is favourite, four fifty favourite, and she's the one that has credentials. She definitely could have run in it last year, and definitely could have won. Um, front page, a good second elect, obviously won it last year. Change of hands coming with Jeff Duray pulling pulling stumps and retiring, so. It'll be interesting how that horse is going to return and what the plan is going forward, but I'll have to assume that he's going to get picked. Um, what about the likes of Banjo? I know that's always been one of Tongi's horses. Are you going to give Banjo a chance? In that? It's Me's there as well. I haven't seen It's Me running in a long time. I'm pretty sure Jeez. It's Me. Is I don't think cast? It's Me. No, so what happened with It's Me was they sold It's Me because they retired her. Uh, and then yeah. I think Newgate border and... Said there's a, there is a potential of racing her again. I think it was Newgate or Arrowfield mentioned it. So I, th- uh, I don't think she's out of it yet. But um, I'm I guessing guess she'll wait and see. She could be definitely one that's in foal at that stage. I think. So um, my my guess is that if they happen to, they're like long story short, I think that this will be the last prep she has. Um, is kind of my understanding. Whether she gets picked or not, she'll probably run the spring racing and then pull up stumps because I think she will probably get served at some point or another within this kind of coming upcoming season. So it still has her a spell in, yeah. not a retired and correct. Yeah, it was Arrowfield uh, with the owners there. So um, who knows? Who she might not even come back after that injury because they did retire her from it. So. It'll be interesting. And the one I want to talk about, we'll get to it a bit later, but um, Magoo Magic um, returning uh, this week after a great trial, they, the owners were offered upwards of a mil and they decided to turn it down and just keep running with it. I, I think $6 could be unders, but if, if it uh, comes out and brains them on Saturday, it might, we might have a new favourite. Heavy, Okay. Speaking of it's me, that was like becoming my favourite horse. That win in the Cozzy in 2020, I think it was. Jay Collard aboard in absolute no man's land in the straight and then got it home to just beat, I think, um, Mitch Beer's horse, whatever that was. Uh, that was Mammoth, yeah. No, it was, was it Redouble? No, it was Redouble. It's in the yeah. same colours. Same that colours, was the eh? year they, they made the rule after it ran second because it got transferred from That's Bjorn. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's such a that annoys me that. But um, yeah, that was a crack. And, and then I think from memory, I don't know what horse it was targeting, but we had whispers that it was going to be going to a race, and we got hundreds for it, and then it didn't re- didn't run. That hurt. I still remember it. As for Banju, to answer the question, I think if Banju were to be selected and win, I think it'll probably run fresh. Is kind of how I'd oh, see it running. Fresh. Uh, only because uh, they'll have a couple of trials. It might have a run just bef- uh, maybe a month out or something like that with a tick over trial in between because I think it, Banju is more of a 1,400, 1,600-metre horse. So to run a sharp 1,200 metres, I think you'd probably want to be on the fresher side. Yeah. Okay. 
Banjo, about 15 bucks too. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to go through some Rose Hill and then we're going to have a little squiz at um, the Features Sunny Coast. I might even have a look at one race in Flemington that I like as well. But uh, let's have a crack. Uh, Rose Hill kicking off nice and early, 11 a.m., even better. 11 a.m., benchmark 72, plundering goes around his favour. That's the Annabelle Nisham horse has come in a couple of bucks. What has been backed is Chalton Lane. Uh, Kieran Ma, Dave Eustace, it's 11 bucks into... Uh, until about 480. There's a 20 cent deduction, but it means it's still been backed pretty well. Uh, Master Showman, no jock there. Not sure who's on. 550. And then we have a couple others. Uh, decent odds as well. Uh, good, decent little crack there, Tommy. Chalton Lane. Yeah, so the import from Kieran Marl, um on form line showed the. Um, Two stars. First up win yeah. on the synthetic, yeah, last. Um, um, before they bought. They brought it over and had a couple of jump outs uh, at Cranbourne and both looked all right, finished third in both and just stepping up in distance. So, mate, I think if the money keeps coming, um, I think that's the big tick for it. So uh, plenty for it at the moment. Plundering, plundering's been running well, so it's it's the obvious danger. But very keen to see Chalton Lane. Master Showman ran on Wednesday. I wouldn't think it would back up. Coey, plundering, it's been running pretty bloody solid the last couple of starts. Consistent runner, and it's it's hard to doubt. I think this is this is the heart of winter racing, and it's probably the easiest field that it's definitely faced. Chalton Lane is definitely the money horse. I don't know what to think of it. It's run on it's two runs in the UK or on synthetic. The jump out I've only seen one of the two jump outs and I mean it looked alright. It was going through its gears and just did what it needed to, but stable money, I think, speaks volumes, and obviously the stables probably had a little crack at it, and I think it's going to get the conditions to suit, really. It's a soft five as we speak, but drying weather in the next three, four days, it's going to be sunny, bright, all the above, so I think we'll be running on top of the ground at, you know, good four yeah. range. I, I, I suspect it'll be an upgrade regardless with a slight little bit of irrigation, but... um. Yeah, for me, I have to think plundering just purely on domestic form. But yeah, I don't know. Like, if I want to see this uh, UK import in the yard first, I think. Yeah, plundering for me. I think plundering's been running real well. Uh, race two, 1400 metres. Uh, Samana goes around as favourite. Kieran Myron, Dave Eustace. That horse has been up for a little while, but it keeps in, hanging in the placing. Second first, second first. Uh, Dylan Gibbons aboard, claiming a little bit. Uh, Sweet Mercy is there. Tommy Sherry for Dave Payne. That's nine fifty and a seven fifty. Couple of bucks for it. Had a win a couple of starts back at Rose Hill. Masquerade is uh, a horse I backed actually last start. Um, so it's going to be second up here. Karen sticks with the ride, and we got Ring of Rosa on the drift, and we're out to double figures with Fear Not Zach Lloyd. Uh, Tommy, this is pretty short. This fave. Yeah, look, I would have found time to beat it, but I think the form speaks for itself and uh, looks very hard to go against and the money just keep pouring for it. So I'm happy I backed it on earlier on in the week. So um got a bit of a better price than it is now. But um, looking at something to place behind it, I think pretty wild's a bit over the odds. We're, we're not getting good placed odds, but Ellen Mack uh, has been running... Okay, it's improved second up after its uh, first up run and uh, it did have a, bili- a bit of ability uh, early on in its career as well. So I think third up may be an improvement there. 
and Daryl and Abel promising everything as well. Maybe can finally put it together. But Ella Max, my place bet, but I think uh, Samana's the um, the clear favourite standout. Nothing around, just the name Ellen being in that horse? No, if anything, that's a negative. <laughs> um, Kelly, are you giving anything uh, a chance besides a fave? Uh, Simona, like, I mean, you look at the two last starts it's had. Uh, Resonator has got to be the favourite in the next race. Touristic runs later in the card and is well-backed as well. Form lines are good. Uh, I th- I think the only query I have is was the weight, but it's got Dylan Gibbons claiming, so it's back to the 56 and a half. It's well positioned, small field. I mean, it looks to map well for the filly, so it's hard to ignore. And if we're going to play a little place bets, I think a little smoky for me is Fear Nought having a little place go. Uh, Zach Lloyd with the claim, be 54 and a half. Uh, smaller field. What's the, well, the smallest field it's been in the last three starts this preparation? Last start was good behind Vienna Princess. I think it could settle closer. Speed isn't red hot, but I think it could settle closer, and you know, could be could be a small chance just finding their uh, minor money. So number eight, fear not for a place, but yeah, the favourite's going to be tough. I think. Tough. Resonator goes around as favourite in race three. We're 1,500 metres here. Uh, Zach Lloyd, Adrian and Gay. $3.40 in a couple of bucks. Uh, there's been a few scratchings though, so uh, I can never say this horse, this Waller horse. Um, you guys can say it up. So, go on, have you got it? Grassilli Styler. Grassilli Styler. Tough one. Um, $3.70. That's Karen riding for Chris. It's uh, had a couple of starts at Rose Hill. Run both fourth both times. Oakfield Waratah. Reese gets the ride in a little bit. Hell hath no fury. This is uh, Amy McLucas. I reckon she's a cracker. She's claiming three. Uh, been a bit disappointing. I think I backed her maybe last start and it has was a bit disappointing. Um, then we got Bat Out of Hell, one of the greats. Uh, vintage Choice and then some Ruffies. But uh, Resonator, Tommy, uh, Zach Lloyd claiming one and a half. It's um, had a good win here at Rose Hill last start. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, there's a bit of speed with it and uh, Oakfield Waratah. And um, I think Zach's drawn pretty well, actually. So is Reese. So, look, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Um, it may even set it up for Gristilli Styler as well with a couple others. Um having a bit of pace on over 1500 so look i i think resonator is the rightful favorite but um especially zach claiming that one and a half will i think will help a bit but um i'm gonna go grisilly style i just think yeah they might uh just if they overdo it a bit grisilly style just relax and and finish home strong at Rose Hill. Grisilli styler you can easy now um coey is zach lloyd just going to take resonator to the front and hope for the best no, oh, I mean, that'll be the tactic regardless. I mean, it's a classic Waterhouse spot kind of trained horse. It will shoot forward, everything else. The weight has me slightly worried. Um, the fact that it's going to still be claiming 60 with the claim. I know it had a nice little tick over trial. The win last start was good. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think th- there is a little bit of if and but kind of sticking with me. I think that it's a little bit under the odds for me. Uh, Tommy makes a good case with Grisilli style, but until the writing's on the wall for him, uh, it's a tough bet for me. Uh, I just think that its racing pattern is very similar to someone like Waihaha Falls, for example, sake, where it just kind of falls right out the tail and it runs home extremely well and it's always eye-catching. But I just 
just need him to actually find the front at some stage, and I just haven't seen it. So I, I'm just going to go a little bit wider. Um, something with a few runs under its belt, and I'm dare I say a little bit of each way on vintage choice for me. Uh-huh. I just think that it's – I know these UK imports, they, they take usually a season or two to warm into, you know, uh, Sydney or Australian racing in general, but it's last started behind uh, Tractable and Space Tracker. Uh, I don't think it was the worst. I think just the fact that it led up, it will probably. I think leading was the wrong tactic for mine last start. I think that it should have probably posted up behind the leaders and then just had one big crack at them late. Uh, I think the tactics kind of got mixed up and it, it's a little bit of trial and error, of course, when you've got an import and you're just trying to find its feet, so to speak. So I think that from the barrier, wider out, I see Chad just kind of guiding it forward, maybe three back, one out, that kind of thing. Just let it settle midfield, get into its stride. I think the 1400 is going to be perfect. 14? I can't remember. Yeah, 1500, sorry. 1500 has got to be perfect. Um I think there is upside to this horse. I just think that, yes, it hasn't come across the biggest and strongest fields, but I can see plenty of upside looking at that last start and then even just that first trial, uh, sorry, the second trial I had, I thought there was a little bit of upside and I did black book it despite, you know, a slow tempo and everything else. So I think fourth up at odds, I could definitely have a smaller lead each way play. Okay. Keep an eye there. We go back to 1400, the midway. This looks like a bloody tough one for a change. We got Smart Legend, Barrier 17, Karen and Les, uh, favourites. So I had a win at Kembla. Uh, maybe two weeks ago, I think it was, where Jean was riding. We got So Am I, Zach Lloyd aboard, uh, claiming one and a half a day Pfeiffer. Uh, that's coming off um, a couple of runs. Miss Faberge is there at 750. We got Diamigio at nines. We're double figures pretty much for the rest of them. Seeing if anything's nothing has overly been back, to be honest. It's literally a very quiet betting race. Tommy, a really easy midway to find the winner. Yeah, your typical midways. Look, I was on Smart Legend last start, and it looked gone for all money. Um, and I, don't, I, I still watch that replay. I still don't know how um, Smart Legend held on. So it was, it was very gritty, and he's shown that a couple of times in his performances that he can be in for a fight. So I, I don't mind it. I just really don't like that gate uh, for Smart Legend. So. I'm a bit of a knock there. I would have liked it if it did join a game, but then it's probably a bit shorter. So, look, um, you can take it with a bit of a grain of salt. But, yeah, it's it's just such an open race. You see something like Cream Rises backing up and Domingo um, with Rory Hutchins on board and Miss Cabaret has been really consistent. But I might go something like So Am I, just back in class a little bit. I know it was a bit of a... Bit of disappointing last start, but um, Zach Lloyd claiming as well. David Pfeiffer, I think um, maybe so am I around this grade has um, uh, performed before. So I might go so am I, but wouldn't shock me if Smart Legend uh, is in and around the money. I've stuck around with so am I the last couple of runs and it's been fucking pissing me off. But um, where'd you land, Coey? Tough race, probably the least form race for me thus far. If I were to stick my two cents, I think that 
we still need three more scratchings, but if Miss Fab- Fabergé gets a start, Danny Beasley's on absolute fire. It's drawn a great gate. It'll probably post up. It might even be two pairs back on the fence thereabouts. Um, Love's coming Philly. second, doesn't it? Love coming second. Love's coming second, but I think this, this race looks to map well if it decides to... Well, if not decisive, if it gets a run. So I think that the current quote of what, 750 thereabouts is a good price. Uh, you know, 54 kilos, big tick. Danny Beasley in form, also a big tick. So definitely entertainable. So, yeah, without too much uh, knowledge of the race, or I haven't done too much of the form, I think Miss Faberge is one that I could follow. It's so funny. Anyone that I speak to about doing form, they always seem to do the least amount with midways because they're just impossible. But um, race five gives us the highway, eleven hundred meters, class three. This is where Tommy mentioned Mogo Magic. So uh, Nick Haywood gets the ride. It is undefeated. That's had a bit of a spell. Had a nice trial. It is three from three. It is a dollar eighty favorite. Uh, Emperor is there. A bit wide drawn. Zach Lloyd gets the run. It's into five bucks. Remember Jack has drawn very wide. Uh, Aaron Bullock aboard tens. Smart Rooster, Master Joe, they're all there as well. Um, very short, Tommy, Mogo Magic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as I said before, the owners turned down uh, Woods and Vermeil for this horse. But you watch that trial, it's just all speed. A uh, bit, bit of a wait, and I think 1,100 is uh, going to be a good test first up. But um, you got to say this horse filled with potential and um, taking $1.80, it's going to... It's going to go one of two ways, isn't it? So I, I'm with it. Uh, I think Emperor is dual-normed, and if it does come out, it'll shorten Mogo up a fair bit, um, whether it goes this way or to Queensland. I'm not too sure. Remember, Jack, um, is sneaky, sneaky little horse, good win at Tamworth last start as well. So it's a, it's a real intriguing race. Even Scott Collins bringing another one in Master Joe and, Blow so dart. Yeah, we've seen do pretty well before. Sorry, mate. Blow dart. Yeah, your Money your yours. mate blow dart. Yep. Yeah. Um, look, it's very interesting, but yeah, all eyes on Mojo Magic. Um, very very keen to see it. Yeah, that tri- that trial just really uh, filled me. I, I'm going to take the dollar eighty. I've backed it early in the week at a bigger price too, in uh, a couple of multis. All right, Tommy sounds very stiff on Mojo Magic. Coe, does it just win? I think it's definitely, well, I mean, everything looks to map well. Barry three, I don't think the weight's going to be really a trouble. It's carry 58 in the highway last start. I think the, I guess the biggest query is the 1100, but I just think he is the class horse of this field regardless. So dollar eighty, great for the multiples. Um, definitely, pretty, put it this way, most of the speed, I think, the way I've done the map is kind of drawn wide out. So Mogo Magic, if it steps anything like that Goulburn trial, no one's going to be fighting the fence and leading. It will just do it on its own merit. I think it will just be leading, start to finish and win. And dare I say, I think if the overs play were, yeah, if we're going to look at the overs play, I think Blow j- do, uh, Dart sorry, <laughs> um, is the one to look out for. I think just the uh, – forgive last start. I think just the fact that it was – it wasn't in the – it drew bad, wide out, had to settle worse of midfield and then make the ground where it's usually kind of forward and outside the lead or a pair back thereabouts. So it's usually on the speed. So if it can step cleanly and 
be up in the first, like the front quartet, so to speak. I think it's definitely a chance, and I think the odds of thirty plus with the three kilo claim on board. I think that's great price for a little each way as well. But Mogo Magic, hard to, hard to look past. I think it will be the one to. I don't think he'll firm in Kosciuszko betting, but he will be one to be uh, probably firming its slot, so yep. to speak. All right, Mogo Magic, hard to beat. We stick with the 1100, this time a benchmark 72 and high. Dubai is uh, the $3.90 favourite in a touch. Zach Lloyd gets a ride, one and a half again. Adrian, uh, unlucky last start, went down, I don't know, it was probably a nose or a head uh, to Bubba's Bay which is in this race as well. Tim Tukey is there. It's coming another touch. It's into $5. Josh Parr, Brad Widdup, Wave Rider Boy is there at five fifty. We're getting eight fifty. Bubba's Bay. Uh, yeah, Bubba's Bay. It's Dylan Gibbons and then Expectation. Nothing is happening at odds with uh, any of those. Probably a couple bucks, Tim Tukey and High Dubai, Tommy. I think there is a bit of speed um, around, but uh, a lot of horses are very adaptable. You can see them either go forward and go late, so I think it's going to be a very patterned sort of race, um, depending on what's um, happening in the early five races, because I think it's something like Tim Tukey, um, or as Darren calls it, Tim Tukey, as uh, we ran on really well last start uh, from from um, back in the pack, so very keen to see it. If it um, lives up to that first up run, it, it's definitely going to be around High to buy as well. Um, very good first up run. I think it's the right favourite. It's probably the one I, I want to be with. Wave Rider Boy hitting the line pretty well too. And yeah, your other two with Deep Expectation and um, Amnesty putting a few wins together as well. Very intriguing, but I think the bet's high to buy. High to buy, Kelly? Yeah, I'm pretty much in two minds here. Like, Tintuki comes out of a good form race. Uh, ratings wise and everything else The Brudenell race at Rose Hill Two weeks ago Was actually a really good one to keep an eye on and it, it will be a reference for a lot of this meeting um, The way it ran on Out of its race pattern you, like Usually it likes to be a little bit more forward And the way that it lengthened late Was really good over the 1100 We'll find similar conditions this time around just the fact that, you know, it's it's drawn exactly the same. I think you don't – I'm hoping that uh, Josh steps him a little bit more forward. Uh, if it steps maybe a length or two more forward, I think it's going to be really hard to beat. And then, yeah, Tommy made a really good case with Hyde Dubai. I think Hyde Dubai is going to improve a lot from that first up run. Second up looks to suit – it's drawn well. Zach Lloyd on board with a claim. It's going to be lightweight. Yeah, like, I mean, it's. we'll find out very quickly whether it is a leaderish track. The rail is out for, which isn't that substantial. But I think it will be advantageous to stay towards the fence. So, high Dubai is definitely a bet. I can easily back Tintuki as well. Yeah, okay. High Dubai, I like it as well. Um, we go to the first leg of the quaddy, 2,400 metre. We've got a distance race. Faulkner Park, Barrier 11, remains undefeated since being in Australia, having, having wins at Kembla, Doom, and Rose Hill, just finding a way to win. 260 it is. Miracle Spin is there for Jay Collard and Matty Smith at 440. Naval College is um been running pretty well. Six bucks, and we go double figures for the rest. None of them... Uh, have overly been backed, to be honest. Naval College has been pretty good, this horse, but uh, the other Annabelle runner, Tommy, uh, has been really impressive since coming over. Yeah, definitely strong. A uh, few good wins together and uh, fought really hard last start as well. I, I, I've been a big fan of Miracle Spin. I was on it two starts ago and I thought I was home, but 
Uh, it's just been hitting the line really strong. Call it on. Uh, it's just just a really good match there too, and it's just uh, been really honest this horse. So um, you probably you're probably not getting the price now because it's just been so consistent. Um, but I'm actually probably going to go with Naval College. I know it's a big weight um, over a big trip, but um, I think it's the class, uh, classier horse, especially the distance as well. Um, proven itself uh, uh, over the last few runs, been really consistent, hasn't missed the play since this prep. So um, the weight's going to be the only thing. Oh, and, and probably the speed as well. I mean, so United only knows one way, probably has to sit behind it. There's, there is a little bit of speed, but if it can just sit behind uh, a couple of things that really want to go hard, time and run, um, you've got a few back markers behind it. But I, I, if Naval College isn't too far away, Chad, this uh, rides those stays really well as well. So I'm a big fan of Naval College. Naval College. Uh, yep, so we're getting six bucks, and it's going to be carrying 61 of the best. Coey, thoughts? It's the same. The I think the top three is definitely the ones to look out for. They they all come out of the same race. So Miracle Spin, Faulkner, Faulkner Park, and Naval College. They all come out of the same race. Um, it's hard to split them all because they ran pretty much forward all last start. It's just a matter of who's going to run out the twenty four hundred. And you know what? It's it's tricky. Uh, the way, like I mean, for Naval College's sake, let's say. Uh, first up, 1,800, now 2,000, now 2,400. It's definitely going to stay the trip. Faulkner Park, it's gone leaps and bounds. I'm very surprised at how it stepped up into Saturday Company and did what it did. Um, I just think that there is a little bit of an unders play there with Faulkner Park, so I am definitely more inclined to look at Naval College or Miracle Spin. It's just a matter of splitting the two. I mean, Naval College and Miracle Spin, they've both drawn single digits. Who travels better on the on the, the dry deck, so to speak? It's Miracle Spin and 59 and a half. I don't think that's going to be an issue. That's half a kilo more than last start. Naval College is only... Uh, it claimed last start with Jet Stanley, so it would be two kilos up is my understanding. So I'm going to just take the weight advantage, follow the same form line and... Jump on Miracle Spin here. All right, Miracle Spin. We've all we've gone away from the faves. Uh, race number eight, fifteen hundred meter benchmark eighty eight. Kibu is going around as favourites two sixty into a dollar ninety five. Uh, tiny deduction. Dollar uh, ninety five. Last start, it went around against Iona Merck, and I really liked Iona Merck at zero point one at only one. But dollar uh, ninety five. Kibu Regan gets the ride. Looks pretty hard to beat. I think Vienna Princess was a really nice win at Rose Hill last start as well. Nash was aboard this time. It's Karen. It's nine bucks in a five fifty. Logan Street Line is there as well. A bit of a drift. Zach aboard. Attractable. Uh, double figures for the rest of them. Kibu Tommy pretty short, but uh, was really close last start. Yeah, and uh, came off that big injury too. I think it, it probably just needed a run. I, I really want to be with Taboo here. I think it's the classier horse. I think it's drawn super well. I think it can dictate from that barrier and uh, plenty of support for it too. And I just think it wins this race. I think it's really cut and dry. Um, there's some good horses in it here, but I, Taboo was balloted out out of uh, the race last week as well and probably we're giving them a shake in that race. And uh, finds a benchmark 88 race here, and I think um, it's pretty clear cut. Top two for you as well, Coey? 
Kibu, very hard to look past. I think it's just drawn perfectly. Uh, 56.5 is good. Stays in benchmark company. Everything else is a tick. Um, I, I, one thing I want to say is that if if Super Pursuit drew inside of Kibu and had Kibu to follow, I would be in, very intrigued to back. I just think that the fact that it's drawn seven, it'll probably it likes to be closer to the speed, but from seven with all that early pressure, we'll probably have to settle worse at midfield. And I think the race map doesn't look great. The drift is already on. It's twelve into sixteen. First up run was really good, but yeah, like the the, the price is right if you like it. Sixteen bucks. I mean. Great, but uh, I think in terms of where it's drawn and how the race shape takes place, you have to be with Kibu. You just have to. Yeah, have to agree. It'll probably get around the two-buck mark too. Uh, we go to race number nine, and it is 1,800-metre benchmark 78. Braden Star is the fave. Uh, this is a horse that I've been backing in in Melbourne. So it's had three starts in Melbourne. It's coming to Sydney. It's a $4 favourite. Dylan gets the ride. Uh, it's coming off a second at Flemington. Just touristic is there. 480. Sir Rockford at 650. We got double figures pretty much for the others. I'd love to see Hieronymus get some good rides too. He's, I really liked him when he was um, flying. Uh, Special Envoy, that's at nines. And then we got a bunch of others, double figures. Money-wise, nothing happening really at all for the race. Maybe a couple of bucks for Villadon, Zach's ride for Chris Waller. Uh, but where'd you land, Tommy? You with the Melbourne horse? Mate, there's um, a bit of Melbourne form with it and uh, Sir Rockford too. Uh, I think a couple with Castle on the Hill and the, I think the one or two others, uh, Jill Nond as well, Makes it a bit difficult. Uh, Braden Star very uh, looks pretty suited here and touristic. Uh, found it actually pretty tough one. I probably with Braden Star, but one as knockout. Uh, I thought was Doctor Evil. A um, couple of good runs so far this prep, and uh, I know Brad Gray and Nick Burney both given a bit of a uh, push on form line as well, and. Um, Aaron Bullock uh, riding in town as well is a bit of a bit of a tick too. So little little spec on Doctor Evil, but yeah, favourite looks um, looks good too. Any value here, Coey? Favourite looks pretty good. That was a pretty strong race. Oh, not strong race, but it was a really eye catching run. Gets back um, though, doesn't it? This Melbourne horse, this Braden. It definitely runs on, so it leaves it pretty late in the piece, and you know it needs a bit of luck in running. Uh, it's probably, I mean, saying that, like, touristics are the same, and I want to be on it over the favourite just purely because the Sydney form. And it was third last start behind Grabeni, um, who's heading up Sunshine State for a little, you know, listed stakes uh, race for, and it's favourite, I think, still. So I think the form line matches up 56.5 with Chad on board also is good. And only a little bit of mail, but deficit on the quick backup. I know it's on the drift, but uh, it's been going over jumps this week, and that seems to switch a lot of the horses off. So expect for it to run on a lot better than last Saturday. 
Okay. Uh, last of the day, 1,300 metres, benchmark 78, Cosmic Minerva, the Bjorn runner. Josh Parr gets the ride. Uh, it's coming to be second up, running that race uh, maybe a week or two ago where Garrison won, which was a really nice win. Either or is there, Chad Schofield, 550 and a 420, Danish Prince at sixes, Wind Shadow. These are a lot of horses I don't know a hell of a lot. Louvois is a horse I know, and that's had a couple of bucks for it, and Hieronymus gets the ride. That'd be nice, but uh, Cosmic Minerva, Tommy, um, it's a pretty good horse, this. I know it's probably the second up, but had some pretty good trials letting in. A bit of money for it too today, so very interesting to see how it goes. I think either or the bet, though. I think uh, drawn well, very, very running, very strong lately. I think it can go to the lead and dictate the whole way. I don't think there's a ton of speed around it, and I think, um, yeah, just drawn, drawn really well and, yeah, just mapped super as well. So, Chad, Ross McConville, either or at 420, I probably want to take a bit of it. It wouldn't shock me if Cosmic Minerva wins. Um, but they're probably the two I want for the quaddy. Okay. Uh, Coey, Tommy's pretty keen on either or there. No, ditto with Tommy. Either or is probably the bet here. I think the early support speaks volumes here, and it was only... You know, I mean, it, I think it overworked a little bit last start. It found the lead almost too easy, and then it just never really. Yeah, uh, I think that it was still a strong second behind Vienna Princess, who's running well and in an earlier race. Maps looking great. Good surface is a big tick. Lots of like. I mean, Chad Schofield's going to be riding a good book of rides, so I would be curious what he pays on the old jockeys challenge as well. Um, favorite. I do have a little bit of a qualm with the favourite, actually. I mean, last start, it flew home in a tight finish, 1.64 behind, Garrison plundering. I don't know if that's the right form race. And even before that, I don't know, like a lot of his history is a little bit questionable. So I'm happy to go either or. He's a second elect at a better price all day. Okay, either or. Um, decent price, too, to finish off the last. Sunny Coast, we're looking at just the features. We're not going through the old card, but we'll kick it off with the Caloundra Cup, which is race number six, 2,400 metres, and Zumon is the fave. Timmy Clark is riding for Gay and Adrian. It's coming off a good win at Rose Hill, coming off a second before that as well, but it beat Bold Mac and the like last start. Uh, Lunsies is there. Most people will know Lunsies, the Lees runner. Uh, had a nice win at Eagle Farm last start. Not going to attempt Annabelle's name there, but it's eight into sixes. Pug gets the ride. Desert Icon is uh, a very, very, very good trier. He's around second in the last couple of runs. Regal Lions there. Warning, the old fella. And then big odds for the rest of them. Tough one. Bloody hell, Coey. I know you've had a look at these. We'll kick off with you first, mate. Um, what do you reckon? Where do you land? Luncey's? I'm happy with Luncey's, Dennis. I really am. I don't think the barriers are going to be an issue. I know it's draw 12, 13, but... I know it was a small field last start, uh, only last weekend. I love the quick backup in the Tats Cup. It's got that without a fight form, and I think that's enough to say, yeah, you can, if Chris Lees is happy to run him on the short backup, just keep backing it. I know it was a long time between drinks winning last week. I think it was close to 800 or 900 days before since it won last, but... This horse has returned in excellent fashion. Came second in the Scone Cup, second in the Lord Mayor's Cup in the Eagle Farm. Came fourth behind without a fight in a wait for age group two. Oh, so much upside. The 2400 is not going to be an issue. It's only 59. I, I think it's just so much upside. I just, it's a bet. It's a bet. And 
Yeah, John's been consistent, and also uh, Zoom on also been consistent, but I just think it's the class runner. So I'm with Lunsies, the grey. Have to agree, 460, and even though it's drawn wide, what do you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, I think it's um, it's very interesting, Matt, because um, I think Zumont could um, could left be uh, be left alone in front, and I think that if that's the case with fifty four and a half, I think he could uh, very well just keep going. But um, it it depends on things like Desert Icon, Bordejan, a few others. Warning could be up in there um, after that big thirty two hundred meter race where he was sticking on. Showing us the old warning. D- does he? Um, does he try to go a bit harder this run? I, it's such a tough one. Um, I, I probably got to go Loons here. So I do like the quick backup, and it was twenty starts before its um, win before that. But he, he put to bed pretty easily um, that field last week. So I probably got to stick with Loons as well. Maybe a little saver on warning though. All right, Loons we're all in agreement. Uh, Winks Guineas over the mile. Uh, look. I had a little look at this earlier today. I am no idea, so I'm keen to see what Coey thinks. But Soothe Sayer, Timmy Clark is riding the fave. Uh, $3.70. It's in from $4.40. Grabini is there. It's drawn very wide. Pug gets the ride. It's coming off a bunch of wins. Crafty Eagle also drawn very wide. Eight fifty. Chairman is there. Robusto, Knight's Choice, Fashion Legend. Old Mate Stroll is there. But tough one, Coey. Where'd you land? Are you favourite? Oh, man, this is so tough. Like, Soothsayer, good Queensland horse. But I think there's a little bit of pressure in this race. I mean, it'll probably box seat or try to box seat anyway from that low draw. That's what I suspect, and that's why the money's come for it. I'm guessing a lot of its post-barrier draw is kind of how I see it. Unfortunately, I didn't have a look at, you know, the all-in market on Monday, for example, sake, but... It has drawn well, and it, it just runs well, with, and it will box up. Um, as for it, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, you could probably pick six horses here and still miss, but I've gone with good old, you know, Sydney form. I did like Crafty Eagle, but it drew 19, so no thank you. I think, uh, the group one winning jockey, Carl Wilson-Taylor, with teaming up with Chris Waller on Robusto could be a bet. 10 bucks, I could definitely entertain. 10's not horrible, I think there is a little bit of speed so uh, there's not so much speed drawn inside of it. It'll attempt to cross. Even if it can't, I reckon it'll sit about two back, one out. And I think it maps really well. What else to say? I think it loves it, – the mile's perfect for it. Uh, set weights event. I think it's a lot of ticks. I know it's coming out of Benchmark 78, great. But this seems like the perfect kind of little feature win that you put up your sleeve. And why not? Chris Waller named aptly – for his greatest mare, Winks. Let's see him win the feature. <laughs> what do you reckon, Tommy? Look, I, I think maybe something like Knight's Choice. I think it's it's strung a few wins together, and Sheila and um, Sheila uh, always targets this race just with some good horses, and I just think over the distance as well is a key where some of these horses um, over the mile might be left wanting more. Look, I could easily see Soothsayer been too good but just to the odds i think knight's choice is a bit of a bad fashion legend i would have liked if it drew a bit of a gate and same with um uh stroll stroll might be a bit of a knockout too mumbai jewels are very forgotten about it um and a really good price and 
Imagine if City of Lights uh, gets a run. The uh, half to Winks in the uh, Winks Guineas. Mm. I think there'd be a bit of interest there um, if uh, the sister got a run. But it's only had the one start, and I don't know if it'll get a run. But, yeah, just um, nice choice for me. Okay, nice choice. Uh, decent odds, too. Double figures. We got the Glass House in race eight, 1,400 metres. Munamek, Pugs Board, $4.40, drawn 11. Uh, decent run last start. I think it lost to Antino, which is a really good pony up there, but had a win before that. Uh, I don't mind the horse, Aureus Angel. I think this horse, um, I think it ran okay the last couple of starts. Came third, but pretty much either a length or bef- you know, less than a length going down. Different jock aboard, though. Thornton's been riding it. Um, I think this is like Martin Harley or someone. I don't really know the jock, to be honest, but it's $8. I think it's decent. It's drawn inside. Blazer Trail is there, drawn wide with Tyler Schiller, Cepheus, Chassis, Gravina, Sinawan. It's actually a really cracking crack race, actually. There's a lot of good um, good Queenslanders up there. But, Coey, what do you think? Two big form races for this is the Dane Ripper over Group 2, you know, run at Eagle Farm, and the Eyeliner, which was at Ipswich. Which one do I prefer? I'm going to say the Group 2, and I think Aureus Angel's kind of the bet. Drawn one, I know that could probably... It's not going to be the, the most ideal barrier, I think, for her, but I think if she can settle closer, much like her first up run, or not first up, but third up run, should I say, uh, I think she'd be an absolute knockout chance. I know Martin Harley isn't of noted like jockey that's ridden her. Martin Harley. I've never heard of you. He's an Irish bloke. He, yeah. he, he, was, he got injured recently and then he's just returned. So right. he's a good hoop. Um, Comrade Rosa, Opal Ridge form. That, I mean, we're talking that's kind of Tastiara form. I think it's a strong form line to follow. 54 kilos down in the weights. I like it. Uh, from the eyeliner, it's pretty obvious to say that Blazer Trail and uh, what's the other one that I like? Blazer Trail and Gravina are easily the ones that you could follow. And as for the favourite, Munamek, I don't know how I feel about him stepping back to 1,400. I've got little queries around that. I know his win two starts back in uh, the listed race where it beat Charmy Baby was good, but I don't know how I feel about stepping down to 1,400. So it's a little bit of a question mark, and I don't want to back him on that note. So, yeah, I I could make three bets here, but it'll be Aureus Angel on top for me. Nice, like me. Um, Tommy? Oh, I can understand what Coey's saying, but I've I, I, I got to be with Munamak. I think um, two starts, um, this prep, really solid win first up, and then um, a second to Antino, who's where Antino gets to. Um, we'll find out this spring, but um, I, I think it's basically done everything asked for. Maloney on. I... Um, I would be with Murnamek. Uh, the one I want to be on uh, to place would probably be Gravina. I think um, its run, Lyliner, was really good. Um, just missing as well. So uh, Ben Thompson on for Cummings is um, at, in 10 bucks as well. I think it's a good price, but I don't think anything beats Murnamek. 
All right, still getting good odds for Moonamac at about 4.40 as well. That's it for the sunny coast. Uh, boys, if you want anything else, let me know. I'm going to touch on – you don't have to chime in, but I'm just going to touch on that Centre and Elaine Sprint Series final. It's race number seven at Flemington. I really like Sai. Sai is a horse that has uh, won a couple up the straight at Flemington. Jockey Sticks, the Moody Horse. Yes, it only just won last start, but I think it's impressive. But also is It's Our Time. That's a pretty good horse behind it as well. Race number eight, straight after it. Uh, Jimmy the Bear is there as well, but I don't mind King Magnus. It's been pounded, which just shits me no end. It's $10 into six fifty, but I think it is uh, a really good horse. It also beat Jimmy the Bear last start uh, by about a length or something, and it's, I reckon it can go three from three at Flem. Uh Yeah. What about you, boys? You like anything else around Australia? Australia yeah. win the Ashes. Yep, yep. Tommy, any country racing? Mate, let's go to Grafton for the uh, Grafton Cup Prelude on Sunday, and I think golf for Tamini. Um, its last start was um, behind Faulkner Park, and had a few wins before that as well. So, in five fifty um, race six, Grafton on Sunday. Uh, Luke rolls on for partner Cassandra Schmidt. Uh, I don't mind that at all. Our Bambino also running very strong since the uh, stable change. So um, maybe that's it, Cornella, but golf it to me for me. What number is it? I'm just having a look now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Coe? Where are you, Coe? Anything? I got nothing for you. Haven't looked anywhere else? No, not really. I mean, I've just kind of been on, uh, not to call it holiday mode, <laughs> but uh, just, well, I mean, I haven't had the chance to do floor. it. Oh, I mean, I haven't had a chance to do write-ups or anything because I've been up and down and going everywhere at the moment. So just kind of taking it all in. Definitely did Rose he's, Hill. He's been a bit busy. I think he's um, organising the welcome for Luke Brooks next year as oh. well. Um just show him around the peninsula and just really make him feel uh, at home at Manly next year. I think we're going to be a team full of halves, I think. It's um, it's going to be pretty interesting, the fact that Josh Schuster decided to extend with us as well. Tough viewing. It's tough. It's it's really, really tough. And, um, yeah, no, no, no comment at this stage. No. I hope, Brooke, I, I hope Brooksy does well now. Optimistic, optimistic. Um, all right, there are horses. Well, there's plenty of footy happening. Cricket is happening. Uh, great. Uh, hopefully, we are definitely not declaring uh, in the first innings, but cricket is really good. It's plenty of sport. Smudgy just got his time. Yep. Um, Zach's going to have about 20,000 20 leg multis on Monday when Wimbledon starts. Yeah, for those that don't know, I am a degenerate when it comes to tennis. I love the tennis. So if you're not having a 20-leg multi, you're not here. So it's it's one of the funnest things when you get uh, 19 green ticks with that little red guy halfway through. It's a cracking feeling. Uh, boys, enjoy. You can get the second half of the NRL to, I don't know what's happening, Sharks and Dragons. I assume the Sharks are winning. Um, but let's get some winners. We've been... Um, We've been a bit lean, or I've been a bit lean lately, so I need to make some cash. But all the best. Thanks for joining. Thanks, Thanks boys. All right.